Amen. Come on, give him one more hand this morning. Thank him. Amen. Amen. Isn't this a great team? I just think this is a great team. Now, you know, and I'm not talking about the guys that, oh, oh, yeah. Hey, these guys did great today, didn't they? Yeah, yeah give, it up for the, give it up for the, you know, they, these guys. Uh, but, you know, I mean, the parking lot guys, they were awesome. You know, the, uh, greeters at the door were nice. Huh? You, don't, don't, don't look at me. Don't look at me like you went in the wrong door. The greeters were nice, okay? They let you in, okay? So, so, so a little loose, but nice. And, and the coffee people, I love the coffee people. I mean, you got to understand, I love the coffee, coffee people, okay? But, that, that, you know, when we're talking about team, we're not talking about just the people who are doing but the team. See, we are the team. You and me, all of us. We're, you know, we're a team, and, and we're, we're glad you're on the team. You, you know, this isn't, this isn't where the game's played. This is the locker room, and this is where, you know, we come in, and we get some plays, and then we go out, and we take the field, right? And, and uh, how many know that one of the big days for a church, for church life, one of the big days, and, and it's so shocking because, uh, you know, I was talking to somebody last night before service, and, and uh, how many weeks till Easter? And I'm like, I think five, maybe six, no, three. Dude, I'm like lost. Okay, uh, it's three weeks already till Easter, and Easter is a big deal in church world, right? And, and you know that that ninety percent of the people that are going to show up on Easter, it'll be because they were invited by somebody, and you're the team that helps make that happen. And you, you get you get to bring people. But here's what we here's what we do at the garden on on Easter. You know, on Sunday we'll have the regular service times, right? The ten and the noon. And, and, uh, and we're going to do something kind of cool this year at the noon service because of Mobile Food Bank this week. Uh, we'll be handing out invitations there because you know 350 families or so will come this week to get to get food that that you guys have provided. Which, by the way, I think you ought to clap right there and say that's so awesome. And and you know what, uh, uh, if you have the opportunity and you can swing by during that time, you should do it. It's life-changing. And, you know, and I'm not even talking about, you know, hey, it would be great if you want to jump in and find a place, but you just need to swing by and just check it out. Just watch what happens. And, and if, if you could use it, dude, just get in line and get it, right? Dude, just be blessed. But uh, what we're going to do on Easter, we're, we're going to hand out invitations this week to uh, these people and invite them to come do Easter with us, and if they come at the noon service, following the noon service, we're going to have the opportunity for them to walk out with another box of food, and, and you know, we'll have, uh, you know, another truckload of food, but what's cool, what's cool is that we, we try to get you guys to swing by the, the, the mobile food bank as often as we can, you know, we do it the last Wednesday of every month, but I know it doesn't fit everybody's schedule, so we're going to create one Saturday night. We have what we call the team dinner, and you're the team. If you think about the team dinner, well, that must be the guy's you know, on the platform and the guys at the you know, info center. No, no, we are the team, and we're going to show up Saturday night before Easter, and we're going to have, a, you know, a, a family-style dinner. You're going to bring the sides or something. You know, go to the info center to find out what your name brings, right? Because I think if your name's Carter, Carter's have the main dish. No, okay. No, the church will do the main dish, and you guys bring the sides, and we have a big party, but we're also going to set it up and, and have you guys go through uh, you know, go through the line, and we're going to fill the boxes and prepare the boxes Saturday night. It's going to be a blast. Okay, so, so make, make, make arrangements to be here Saturday before Easter and to bring 
people with you on Easter. Amen? Amen. Look at somebody tell them, I'm, I'm glad you're on my team. Amen. Let, let's get into the Word of God. Hey, here's the deal is that, uh, you know, God's plan for your life is amazing. God's plan for your life is amazing. And, and, and He wants, He wants to guide you on a collision course with his purpose and his plan for your life. He's not trying to hide stuff. He's trying to reveal stuff. And, and, and so, you know, we, we, we get rolling along, and, and what we have to remember is that God is for me. God's not against me. And, 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 and he's not trying to hurt me. He, he's, he's trying to help me. And, and the picture that we have uh, of the future, uh, you know, too often we allow, we allow the past to paint the picture of our future. And, and, and we, we, you know, our memory, which is just a, uh, it's, you know, it's kind of funny how our memory works because our memory is just like a collective, uh, you know, combination of experiences that, that we choose to, to pull out. Because, you know, how many of you guys, uh, and you don't, don't have to respond, but just think about it. How many of you guys, you know, you, you had siblings and you were raised in the same house. You endured, or, or you enjoyed, uh, I should put it that way. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. Okay, Ed, and, 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 and you know, but you, you had the same, the same environments and everything, but you and your siblings all have a different picture of what that life was like. Put your hand down, son. Or I'll break it off. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and what happens is, it, and, and how, how many of you guys are parents? Have you ever talked to your child? Have you ever said something and you know that's not what they heard? Huh? Uh, you know, isn't it strange how that happens? You know, that... Uh, as, as, you know, growing up, and you, you have a different picture. You, you, would, you, you would have a totally different definition of the same event, right? And, and when you're talking to your children, you know, uh, I, I know that, you know, we, we raised uh, three boys, and we're proud of them. We love them, and, and, and they are awesome. But there, there were moments in life that I, you know, I, I would struggle a little bit because I know I would say things, and that, that's not what they hear. I mean, I'd say, take out the garbage, Right? I mean, what's hard about that? Take out the garbage. That, that's, that's like, you know, a minute you're done. Okay, take out the garbage. What they would hear, it, it, you know, through their little filter, what they would hear is play Nintendo for four hours. <laughs> Wait till mom and dad are asleep. Go into the kitchen. Terrorize the kitchen. Don't worry about nothing because mom is awesome and she will clean it up. Dad will huff and puff, but it doesn't make any difference. Go, go back to bed. Wake up tomorrow and remember that you were supposed to take out the garbage, but your mama covered for you. So on with another day. That's what they would hear. And, 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 and you know, the, the, the deal is, is that a lot of us, uh, you know, we want to put the weight of, of, you know, communication all on somebody else. But the reality is, is that you have to be careful what you hear. Because if you hear it wrong, if you hear it wrong, you'll be thinking about it wrong. And if your thoughts are wrong, 
then you're going to be feeling about it wrong because your emotions come out of your thoughts, right? And so you, 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 emotionally, you'll be off. And, 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 and when your emotions are off, now your choices are off because your choices are all determined by your emotions. So now, 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 now I heard wrong, so I, I received that wrong, I thought wrong, I felt wrong, I chose wrong. Cho- choices lead to action, so now I'm acting wrong. Consistent actions build habits, so now I have the wrong habits. Your habits define your character, so now my character's wrong. And character ties you to an end result. And the, so the result of your life is wrong. It's not, but you would have sworn what you heard God say doesn't look like what you've got. And that can be a very frustrating place because the enemy will show up and he'll begin to point out the fact that, hey, remember, remember when you said you were going here, but now look at where you are and look at how far separated you are from where you said you were going. And, and, and now you, you can't even trust God. And in the middle of all of that, he'll get you, he's a sly little sucker, because he'll get you to think the worst about you, which will cause you to begin to think the worst about others, which will lead to the place where you think the worst about God. And, and the issue is, oh, you just listened wrong. You heard wrong. And, and, and you, you, you had a wrong interpretation of what God is saying. You know, remember in the Bible where he says, hey, my ways aren't like your ways. My thoughts aren't like your thoughts. That's not a put down. It's an invitation up. And he's saying, listen, guys, you, you, need to come, you need to come up here to a different level, and, and you, need to see, you need to see some things from my perspective, you know, because one, one of the writers in your book, he put it this way, hey, you are God in heaven, and I am here on earth. So you're in heaven, big picture. I'm on earth, no clue. So how about we go with what you say and let my words, thoughts be few? And, and, and what we're having to learn as a follower of Christ is one, well, number one, just to trust God, that he knows what he's doing, yeah? Come on, he knows what he's doing. He's got it all planned out, plans to give you the future you're hoping for. He, okay, we can trust God. We need to learn to hear God, but we need to hear him correctly, right? Mark 4, 24 says, be careful what you hear, because the level of thought and study you give to the truth you hear determines the level of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And, and, and so you got to give thought and study. you got to make, you got to spend, that's why we're wanting you to get in the word of God, so that you'll spend some time there and make sure that you're, that you're on track. Because, you know, hey, you you got you you got to hear right man you, you just got to get this you you, you got to hear this right because god's plan is so awesome and, and 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 as we as we do this as as we grow in this uh you know we we need to make sure that our you know our interpretation is correct because you, you know it's so weird because people look back to their past and and, and their interpretation of the past Sometimes it's so dark, you, you know, and, and, and man, people are so mean to me, and, they, and, and they, 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 they don't recognize any of the good things. It's so hard. Or look at where we're going. Look at the thing that should have taken us out, but God, he still lifted us up. Man, I, I, I can't believe that, that, that the, that's what they were saying. Or, man, I can't believe that this is how God is going to use our life. We get, we get to invest in these people. They're, they're, you know, it's interpretation. 
If you were to travel to a third world country and, and, and if you've never done it, you need to start saving money now because it's a trip. It's awesome. And you go there and, and you just be a blessing to people. And, and if, if, if you were to go there, uh, they, they would assign an interpreter to you so that when you spoke, you know, they could translate, right? So they could interpret what you were saying. And, and, and there have been moments when I've been in, in places where I had to use an interpreter. There have been moments when it was painfully obvious to me that the interpreter was not saying just exactly what I was saying. And I could tell because of, you know, the response of the people and the look on their face, I could tell that he didn't say what I said. And so we'd have to stop and have a little convo. You know, what, what did you tell him? And I'd have to find out and, and then figure out how to say what I needed to say because, you know, I was talking to a couple of guys this morning. We have great friends. Their name's Leon and Latina Willis, and they are the president of Full Gospel Fellowship of Churches and Ministers International of Oregon Incorporated. And they travel all over the world. It's just fun to say that. I'll say it again. Full Gospel Fellowship of Churches and Ministers International of Oregon Incorporated. And... and uh, they used to have the letters F G B M F I or something like that, and it's like, oh my God, no, say the whole thing. It's cooler. And uh, uh, but they they they've done amazing work all over the country. But they're 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 well up in in age now. But they have this little skit that they do, and 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 he steps out and 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 uh, and he's going to be the the guy speaking to the audience, and she's going to be the translator, and she's going to interpret. And you know, he says, man, uh, you, I just cannot tell you how excited I am to be in this place today. And she says. Uh, he is here and extremely nervous. I love you guys so much. I left my wife and kids to be here. He likes us better than being with his wife and the goats. <laughs> and, and, and the more it goes, and you realize, oh, yeah, interpretation matters. Okay? Because by the time they're done with their little skit, you know, we think it's funny, but then you realize what you said to somebody and their interpretation is way off. So then, you know, look at somebody and tell them interpretation matters. You got, you got, you got, you got to, you, you got to care enough to hear right. You got, you got to invest a, a, a little bit because, you know, think, think about it. Uh, it, it. Is it possible to let go of your hope? You know, I want to remind you, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is confidence in what we're hoping for and assurance of what we don't see. Well, see, uh, you, you have to understand that if, if you desire uh, to see what God sees, you will have to have the discipline to hear what he says. See, if, if you can't hear what he's saying, you ain't ever going to see what he's seeing. And he sees for your future. I mean, you understand that God, God, Jeremiah put it this way. He said, hey, before, before, uh, before you were formed, I knew you. So in other words, God had a picture before he started shaping you. Right? God, God was dreaming about the future, and he saw where he was going to plant you and use you, and, and, and he sanctified you, or he made you different. Sanctified means set apart. You're, you're not like anybody. You're set apart, and, 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 and I have ordained you or empowered you to fulfill my dream. I mean, think about it. This is God talking to you, that, man, man, I saw your future, and, and, and just remember this, that I don't care what it looks like and what's happening, what voices are against you. Nothing and no one has the ability to sabotage God's plan.
Dude, that's good news. Because, you know, again, we, we start looking at the darkness of life, the heaviness of life, the chaos of life, the struggles of life. Lift up your eyes and look to the north, the south, the east, and the west. Look at the thing that God, look at the thing that God's looking at that he's, want, he's wanting to take you into. You know, uh, Romans 12, 2. I think I gave you that one. Romans 12, 2 says, you know, hey, don't, don't be con- conformed. That's 12, 12. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you can prove to yourself that God's will is good and perfect and acceptable for you. And the Amplified Bible says, even the thing which is good and the thing which is acceptable and the thing which is perfect in his sight for you. Man, if you want to see what he's seeing, you got to hear what he's saying. And here's what our problem is, is that we come to church, we get a t-shirt and a bumper sticker, and, and, and we don't press in to hear God. And so, because we don't hear God, you ain't ever going to see what he sees for you if you can't hear what he's saying to you. Be, why? Because your interpretation's off. He already told you, my ways, they don't look like your ways. But you're comparing where God's taking you to the way that you would do it. So you have a picture in your mind of, of what a peaceful habitation would look like. So you go off in your way because Isaiah 32, 18 says, my people can live in a peaceful habitation, a secure dwelling, a quiet resting place. Okay, so God sees a peaceful habitation. You see chaos, right? I'm supposed to have a peaceful house. But man, there are moments all I see is chaos. So I, I see the way. I see it. This is how I see it should be done. But Proverbs, two or three times, uh, Fourteen twelve says uh, there's a way that seems right to you, but the end is death, or s- death is, is just separation. So the end isn't what it should be. You end up in a place that doesn't look like what you saw when you heard, you know, the peaceful habitation. Well, you got to hear God if you want to see what He sees for you. You got to hear what He's saying to you, because you 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 have to you have to be led. By, by the Spirit, right? You have to be. You have to allow God to lead your life. You got to stop trying to be God. You're not the decision maker. He is. And you, and you got to let Him lead. You got you got to let Him lead. And and, and you got to you you got to follow. And even even when it don't look right, you can't let the enemy slide in there and like he, man he, he's a sneaky little sucker. And he comes in and he starts pointing out mistakes and errors in your life and tragedy and hardship. And you're looking at it and you're going, he's right. Man, there's some heavy duty junk. But here's the deal is that none of that can disrupt God's plan. The sooner you hear what he's saying, you'll begin to see what he's seeing. Okay? Have I made that point okay? So... Faith is the ability to have confidence in what I'm hoping for and the assurance in what I can't see. Because, you know, there, I don't see it. Remember, God created this whole universe out of things that were not visible. And this is how God operates. So I just need to develop my faith. Faith cometh by, oh, I have to hear God. I have to hear God. That, that word hearing is understand. I have to understand what God's will for my life is. See, some of us think that the situation has more influence than God. Because we'll be in, a, in any given circumstance that you can think of, any crazy situation, and suddenly think that that's more powerful than God's plan. 
Well, that's, that's because you do not firmly understand what God's will is. And since God's will is to prosper you, God's will is not to harm you, but to help you and to give you hope and a future, well, then there's a possibility that there could be some, uh, there could be some issues, there's, there could be some challenges, but uh, uh, the, the, we call it opposition. I mean, you know, it is kind of like the enemy's job to oppose you and God. Jesus said, you know, the sower sows the seed, the seed's the word of God, but immediately the thief comes to try to take that seed. So you have to receive the seed, and then you've got to protect it. You've got to build a confidence in what God's saying. Well, yeah, but it don't look that way. I don't care what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and, you know, and again, you know, there in Romans where he says, man, you've got to renew your mind. You've got to renew your mind. You've got to think different. You, 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 because, you're, because you're thinking wrong, you're hearing wrong, and, and, and you know, the whole thing. And, and you've got, you got you to renew your mind. And I was talking to somebody the other day, and, and I hear a lot. Yeah, but I just don't think like you think. Well, I've been teaching you how I think for 13 years. It ain't my fault that you don't Listen. You know, we're trying, to, we're trying to learn to think like God thinks. Luke 8.18, check this out. Luke 8.18 in the Amplified. Be careful how you listen. Remember Ephesians 5.15 says, be careful how you live. See, you can't just live any way you want. You've got to be careful or you'll end up living like a fool, remember? You know, and you don't want to live like a fool. You want to live like the wise, so, but, so you got to be careful. Well, you got to be careful how you listen, because if you're not careful how you listen, you'll hear it through some weird, weird filter that's, that's uh, an interpretation of past events, and that'll impact your future experience. So you got to be careful how you listen. For to him who has spiritual knowledge will more be given. That, that understanding, if you can start getting understanding what God's saying, you're going to get more understanding. And from him who doesn't have understanding, spiritual knowledge, even what he thinks... Even what he guesses, even what he supposes that he's got, he'll lose it. Why? Wrong interpretation. There's, there's a great story in the book that, that I, want, I want us to look at, but I, I just want to say this to you that um, if you're not careful, see, here's the thing is that the enemy knows that if you can connect and begin to hear God and, and receive from his word, I love what David said in Psalms 119, and read it in the Amplified Bible because it says it a whole bunch of times. And, and, but he said, uh, I hear, I receive, I love, and I obey your word. I hear, I receive, I love, and I obey your word. And see, a lot of us, we think that this hearing thing just means to sit and listen for a minute and go, no, no, you got, there, there's really are those four little steps. You know, I hear it, and, 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 and then, then I receive it. See, that's another step. That's the thought and study you're giving to the truth you hear because you, you hear it, but then it doesn't just stay here in the room and you go out and get a free ice cream cone. No, I, I'm going to meditate this this week. That I need, to, I need to be listening. I need to be careful how I'm listening. I need to be careful how I'm listening because if I'm not, even what I'm thinking, uh, that'll be ripped out. Why? Because you've, well, how many times have you changed your mind in the last 30 minutes? Even what you think, you lose. Even what you get, well, I was guessing. I was just, I was hope. man, man, that's the wrong kind of hope. See, you need to have confidence in the thing you're hoping for. The, the hope is tied to the future. You're not just hoping you're right. Even what you suppose, well, I suppose, well, stop supposing and know something. 
right? You need to know something like Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things are working together for our good for those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. You got to know that. Well, how do I know it? Well, I've heard him and I've talked to him about it. I've prayed it over with God. See, because if you're not careful, all these other voices, man, are there not like a plethora of voices screaming at you all day long, every day of the week, telling you stuff that's contrary to what God says? Well, see, it, it, here's the deal is that you got to be careful because all those other voices speaking into your life, they will talk you out of what God's trying to talk you into. And, and if you're not careful, the voices that you, are, you know, that you are welcoming in your head will talk you out of the vision that God's trying to produce in your heart. And so you got to be careful. you got, you got to be careful because not only do you have an enemy, but you have friends. Come on, you got friends. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for my friends. Let me tell you something about your friends. And, and you, you are a friend. So when I say, let me talk to you about your friends, I'm actually, I mean, be careful how you listen. I'm actually talking about you, okay? Because we all have friends, and we are interpreting our associates' experience right now. And we're watching people go through things in life, and isn't it funny? We think we could fix their stuff in 30 minutes or less. Remember that, remember that game show, Name That Tune? How many can remember that? This will, be, this, will, this will separate the crowd. Yeah. Look at all the old people. Okay. And, and I, can name that, I can name that tune in five notes, and, and I can name it in four. And then they'd play the four notes, and some jack wagon would hit it. You know, it's like, how do you do that? And uh, but you, we, look at, we look at other people's lives and think, give me 40 minutes, I could fix their chaos. But you've had chaos for 25 years, and you never fixed yours. Hello. Hello. That was good right there, okay. But you have friends and their interpretation of your experience. You, you got to be careful whose voice you're really going to listen to. Because if, if you haven't spent some time, you know, and, and I, I got to hurry, and I got some stuff I want to read you really bad, but uh, if you haven't spent time, well, let me just put it this way. If I don't hear God, and if I don't know what he's saying to me, somebody else will step in and give their voice. And if I'm unsure, and they don't mean bad, come on, you've done it to your friends, and you've, been, you, you've translated you, you know, uh, the, their situation for them, well, this is the way I see it. The only problem is, is you ain't God. I mean, there's a, there's a moment that, that I need counsel, that I need advice, that I need encouragement, but when it comes to direction, I'm, I need to know that I've heard from God, lest I end up hearing from a friend and giving my friend God's position. Some of y'all, okay, dang it. Um, the, there's a principle, there's a, there's a formula, you know, and so let's be real churchy for a minute. Um, the tabernacle formula of relationships. The tabernacle formula. Because, you know, you, you can't enter his gates with thanksgiving, you come to his courts with praise, and then there's the holy of holies, right? So you, so, so you, got, you, you, you got the outer gates, and then the inner courts, and then the holy of holies. And some of you guys share life, like, with the outer court, with stuff that only is worthy of holy of holy relationships. 
See, see that holy, holy thing? That, that takes some time. There might be two, three people in your life that, that really should have access to everything about you. But some of y'all, you share, you share more intimate info on Facebook with the world than you ought to share with holy, holy relationships. Well, why do you do that? Are you tough enough? Because you're a fool. And not by, I, I'm not, you know, not by my definition, by Jesus's. No, you, 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 you need to be careful. Because you've opened the world. I've, I deal with, listen, this is my job. I get to deal with a lot of people. I love it. I love my job. I'm not whining. But some people are destroyed on a daily basis, and they ain't never even left the house. All they did is turn on their device. Because all those voices have so much authority. And the one voice that could make a difference, they haven't got a clue what he's saying. So they're listening to voices that are causing them to see. And the enemy doesn't care what you see as long as it's not what he sees. We doing okay? Um, you know, the first, just think about it, the first, the first, first thing that happened, first thing that happened, you know, you go back to, to, to the garden and, and Adam and Eve, you know, they start listening to the wrong voice. They, they have a conversation with the wrong source. And, and what's the first question God asked them? Who have you been talking to? Who told you that? It's like the first question God ever asked man. Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that? You know, sometimes I, 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 I just want to reach out and touch somebody. <laughs> and who told you that? Who, who told you that, you that your current situation is like a declaration of who you are? Who told you that? Let, let me rephrase. And listen, if you, if you, I'm going to say something. You're going to say, oh my gosh, I wish my kids weren't here to hear that. They shouldn't be. They should be across the hall. So it's not my fault. <laughs> I just want to say it, and I want you to hear it in the context. When I say it. Who in hell told you that? Because there wasn't nobody in heaven telling you that. So that was a voice from hell that told you that your value has suddenly diminished because of a storm. I mean, if that's really how easily you're moved, storms cause your value to go down, never go south. You know, because Oregon, stormy. You know, if every time the wind blows, you think less of yourself. Okay, so there's this story. In the book of Job, I, I have to hurry. You're going to have to trust me, okay? You're going to have to trust, feel me on this. In the 40-plus chapters, I love how the book of Job was written. There's 40-plus chapters uh, and it shares a story that comes down to one realization. And, 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 and in those 40-plus in those chapters, uh, it starts off with a conversation between God and Satan. And Satan's coming to God, and, he's, and, and God's literally, I mean, if you, if you read it and, and, you, and, and you take time, and you might have to read it through three times, but you find that God's actually bragging about his servant Job. He's bragging about Job. Man, Job is a rock star. And Satan says, well, I, yeah, but you, you know what? You are really pretty good to that guy. It's amazing how good you are to him. And I tell you what, he worships you now. But if, but if the situation's changed, he wouldn't. And God goes, no, I, I, this, that's my friend. I know him. 
And, and, and no, no, you, you have hedged, uh, you know, you, you've hedged him in on every side. Nothing can touch him. So, of course, he worships you. And, and, and he presents this question, you know, like, would he only worship you if success was simple, if it was just effortless? You know, of course, he has effortless success. So, yeah, he's worshiping you. But what if life got hard? And, 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 and you know, he, he wouldn't worship you. And you got to remember, you know, when you're reading, you got to remember stuff like Jesus said, hey, man, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. Because Satan's saying, man, you make it difficult, and these kids of yours, they ain't going to serve you. They ain't going to follow you. They, they'll, they'll only worship you if they're on an increased pay schedule. Give them a hard day. They cave in, give up, and quit. And God says, I have more confidence in them than that. And so he rolls back the curtains. He opens the doors, and he says, you can do anything you want to him. You just can't take his life. And, and all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose in Job's, in Job's life. And, and, and Job is like, you know, he's an example of living life well, and all of a sudden, everything starts getting torn out of his, but he's got, but he's got friends. He has Eliphaz the Timonite, Bildad the Shuhite. The Shuhites were very short people. Shuhite. I always want to give you a biblical background. They were, they were slightly taller, which doesn't make sense to me, than the Nehites. <laughs> and Zophar, dang, okay, stop it. Naath, Naamathite, okay? They got these friends, and these friends come in the middle of his stuff. They come to comfort him, but they slide over into translating his situation and evaluating what he's going through based upon their past experiences. And their translation, how they see things, and they begin to interject. And it's not long till they are condemning their friend, and they're proving they're using life, you know, this this current state of life to to prove that Job really wasn't the man that everybody thought he was. And see, this is what the enemy's wanting to do in your world is he's wanting to get you to believe that you're really not the man. God said you are. You're really not the woman God said you are. You're really not the son that God said you are. You're really not the daughter that God said you are. You really aren't the individual that God says you are. Because, I mean, look at what you're going through now. So, drop down to chapter 42, verse 2. And Job, he, he, he goes through this thing, and, 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 I mean, and he's in the middle of it. It ain't over yet. Okay, It ain't over yet. But he has this revelation, and this is the realization that this whole story is about. And he, he comes to this realization, and he's talking to God, and he makes this statement. He said, I'm convinced. See, that's where you got to get. you got to get convinced. But you won't get there without the Holy Spirit, because John 16 says that when the Spirit comes, he will convict and convince the world and bring demonstration. So, 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 so the Holy Spirit comes to convince. And, and, and that's why you got to spend time in the Word, so that you can renew your mind of the Word, so that you can prove. You know, you know, you, you know how you know how they. Uh, 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 my friend shared this with me the other day. You know how they how, how they. Uh, you know, alcohol has a proof. You know, it's it's like uh, what's that rum? What's that one rum? And it's 151 proof. What brand is it? <laughs> gotcha. Oh yeah, I got one in the car. Okay. <laughs> Set you up and took you out just like that. Yeah, be careful how you listen. Okay, so 151 proof. 
and, and how they check the proof of alcohol. How would they prove that it was out? And the proof, the proof, they'd got to prove it. And so they'd set it on fire. Because if it didn't have enough alcohol in it, it won't, it won't light up. So it takes fire to prove the will of God. So be renewed in your mind so that you can prove God's will. Because if God's will for your life can't take any fire, I'm going to preach. I am convinced. Why? Because I can prove it. It's been through the fire and I haven't given up. I'm convinced that you can do anything. Talking to God. God, you can do anything and everything. Nothing and no one can upset your plan. Nothing and no one can upset your plan. You asked, who is this muddying the water and ignorantly confusing the issue and second-guessing my purposes? <laughs> Look at it. Yeah, I admit, uh, it was me. I admit, I babbled on about things way beyond me. Made small talk about your wonders way over my head. You finally said, listen, let me do the talking. Let me ask questions. Because, see, we always want to ask the question, why? You don't need understanding. You need surrender. You don't need to understand your situation. I just need to understand what's going on. You can't even understand electricity. You know, you, you can't understand how you can sit here, open up an app and push it. You don't need to understand anything. You need surrender. God, I trust you. God, I trust you. The Bible even says, lean not to your own understanding. So why are you fighting to understand? Just, just another thought to make this longer. Uh, 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 I admit, I once lived by rumors of you. See, that's the problem is a lot of us are living by rumors of God, stuff that we've heard about God. We've heard all about God, but we ain't never heard from God. And, 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 and I, 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 I've lived by rumors, but now I've got it firsthand from my own eyes and my own ears. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I'll never do that again. I promise I'll never live on crusts of hearsay and crumbs of rumor. You've got to change the way you live. You can't, you can't just live on the crust of hearsay and the crumbs of rumor. You've got to get to know God because God's plan for you. I don't, you know, I don't want to belittle where you're at right now and tell you that, that it doesn't hurt. Of course, it, it, tragedy hurts, but tragedy doesn't have the final word. We have Zoe. More life than death. It's not the absence of death. It's just more life than death. We have more joy than sorrow. It's not the absence of sorrow. It's just that joy swallows up the sorrow. We have more peace than chaos. Not the absence of chaos, but we have so much peace that it swallows up the chaos. You, you know, we have more provision than lack, more healing than sickness. Come on, somebody. The, but the way to Zoe is difficult. Well, why is it difficult? Because it's being proved. Okay, real quick. After God finished addressing Job, he turned to Eliphaz. And he said, I've had it with you and your two friends. I'm fed up. You, you haven't been honest either with me or about me, not the way my friend Job has. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to take seven bulls, seven rams. You're going to go to my friend Job, and you're going to sacrifice a burnt offering on your own behalf. And my friend Job, he's going to pray for you. Hey, guess what? It might be time for you to pray for the friends that have condemned you. Job ain't out the woods yet, and God's asking him to do stuff that's hard to do. That's how God works. I will accept his prayer. Dang it. You know, when you're praying for the friend that condemned you, you're praying for him, but you're hoping God punishes them anyways. Why? Because they said that I'm going through this storm as God punishing me. 
Job was the best example of living well on the earth. And he went through crazies. You have not experienced Job's storm. Quit acting like you have. I'm in the middle of a Job experience. Oh, gag me with a spoon. You just don't have cell service and you're freaking out. Okay, let's keep going. He will ask me not to treat you as you deserve for talking nonsense about me and for not being honest with me as he has. Okay. And, and they did it. And, and they brought the, the thing and Bill Dad and so far and all those guys. And, and God accepted Job's prayer. And look at verse 13. After Job interceded for his friends, God restored his fortune. And then he doubled it. Maybe instead of begging God to end your storm, it's just time to intercede for your idiot friends. Maybe, maybe instead of trying to get out of the situation, it's just time to turn off all those other voices. It's just a time to press into God. Quit, quit, quit assuming the worst about you. Stop assuming the worst about you. That's the enemy's playground. It's actually kind of irritating for people who have been around for a long time to watch them draw back to a place where we started. If you've been born again for about six weeks, okay, we're going to give you a couple minutes. But in the middle of a battle, stop assuming the worst about you. Stop assuming the worst about others. Stop assuming the worst about God. God, God don't need cancer to teach you a lesson. Well, God gave me this sickness. I guess he's teaching me something. Well, first of all, where did he get it? Where did God get sickness? To give you, because you can't give something that you don't possess. So if he ain't got no sickness, how in the world could he give it to you? Who in hell told you that? Because it wasn't a voice from heaven. After he got doubled, his brothers and sisters and friends came to his house. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. And they celebrated, and they told him how sorry. Listen, you got to get the right translation, right? you got to get the right interpretation because your friends and family might not ever. That's why you got to hurry up and get on it because the people around you aren't. Okay? They, 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 just, they need somebody to lead them to it. I mean, look at what they said. They told him how sorry they were and consoled him for all the trouble God had brought him. See, there's people in your life, relatives and friends, Still blaming God for everything. Still telling, man, we're really sorry that God troubled you like that. Dude, you guys condemned me. You, you guys judged me. I prayed for you, and God forgave you. And then you come to my house, and you've got to keep your heart right. Because they're bringing generous housewarming gifts. And you don't want to upset that. You've got to make sure you're hearing the right voice. I said, you got to make sure you're hearing the right voice because I promise you, there's a bunch of voices wanting to speak into your situation right now. Fear has a voice. Intimidation has a voice. Worry has got its own little voice. Family, friends, they, they don't mean wrong. And a lot of times those voices are helpful, especially when they align with his especially when they align with his. I got to hear the right voice. I got to press in because if I want to see what God's seeing, I got to hear 
what God's saying. I want you to close your book and bow your head. Some of us, you know what, we're in this place right now, and it's a decision moment. It's time to make a decision. It's time, it's time to say, God, I want you on the throne of my life. I've allowed other voices to have that spot. I've given authority for others to speak into my life, and, and those voices are actually making the decisions. I'm, I've allowed fear to tell me what to do or what not to do, when to do it, when, when not to do it. I, I, I've, I've, allowed, I've allowed influence of others. You know, these, these friends of Job, man, uh, that first guy, his name means my God is gold. I've allowed, I've allowed, you know, the pursuit of other things to start making my decisions. The, the, middle, the middle friend, his, his name means uh, uh, a confused love. I've allowed relationships to, to family members to, to have a more authority in my life than you have, God. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm convinced that only you have the power to do anything, anywhere, anytime. So it's time to make a prayer and make it real with God. We're all going to pray in here, and I, I won't embarrass you. I won't call you out, but while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor, I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. I, I need to get God on the throne of my life. I, I, I need, uh, because I, I want to hear God, because I, I want to see what he sees, because I know that the vision that he has for my life is awesome. If that's you, and you're going to pray this today, uh, I just want you to hold your hand up real high so I can just see it. I just want to agree with you. Thank you, 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 thank you. That's awesome. Come on. Come on. That's awesome. We want him to be Lord of our life. Come on. Let's just pray. Everybody just pray. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I know I need your love. I know I need your forgiveness. I know I need your presence, and I need to listen. So come into my life. Help me change. Let me change from the inside out. I thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. Thank you for giving me vision and hope and a future. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, guys, give God a big praise today.